The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my so God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Well, good Friday, everybody. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. Brendan Glasheen on this Friday, joined by Anthony DeBundo and Charlie DeSterco. Uh, we are here Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays. I know what you're thinking. Football's back, and we're, we're gearing up for NFL, college football underway now. We're still here. We're going to be with you three days a week, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Also, if you are watching on our video platform, YouTube, if you're watching on the Action Network YouTube page, throw us a like. Please subscribe as well. We realize we have an audience uh, on the video side as well, so we appreciate you, however you're fo- you found our podcast. Uh, full slate to get to. 16 games today. Cubs and Reds are playing two. Uh, the game is not at Wrigley, which disappointed me, Debundo, when I looked at the schedule uh, last night, this morning. The, the Cubs are in Cincinnati First game starts uh, just after 1 o'clock, so any angles there we will get to. Um, Charlie's got the triple sevens that he can tease. He'll have a, a pick from the triple sevens that he'll share, and then he'll uh, he'll encourage you to read the article uh, on actionnetwork.com. So we'll work our way through, and uh, that's that. That's that, that's the housekeeping for today. So why don't we start as we normally do, Debundo, with a best bet for Friday. What do you got? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go with the Tigers and the White Sox over eight and a half runs, um, minus 115 or better in this one. Uh, Chicago still, you know, even despite, you know, kind of gutting their roster at the trade deadline, has still been right around league average against uh, left-handed pitching. That's been remaining the case this season, 96 WRC plus for the year, uh, 18th since the trade deadline. So they've been right around where you'd expect them to be uh, in their much better offensive split because against right-handed pitching, they've been a bottom five uh, offense. With that being said, uh, there also is questions about how the Tigers get to 27 today. They used all of their bullpen uh, yesterday and blowing the game and then going to win in extra innings against the Yankees. So all of their top uh, high leverage arms are going to be you know, potentially pitching on back-to-back days, and it's already not particularly deep bullpen to begin with. Uh, and, uh, you know, Tuki Toussaint, I actually think 
he may be one of the worst starters that, that's still going right now. When you look at strikeout minus walk rate, 5%, that's among the league's worst amongst qualified starters uh, with at least 50 innings pitched this season. Uh, you know, he doesn't miss bats in the zone. So even though he has, you know, the worst command of any pitcher pretty much that's starting in baseball, 16% walk rate, zone rate is 5% below league average, first pitch strike rate is 10%. If you're going to have that kind of command, you need to make up for it with really good stuff or with swing and miss potential. He doesn't really do that either. I mean, his zone contact rate is below league average too. So he is getting hit in the zone. He's not in the zone very often. Uh, And the Tigers have been pulling more fly balls in the last few months. And that's been the biggest difference for their offense showing some signs of life uh, there. You know, their fly ball rate has gone up a little bit this season and their pull rate has gone up. A lot of that has to do with Carpenter and Torkelson kind of taking a step forward as hitters this year uh, and, and developing. So I, I do like the over in this game, eight and a half up to minus minus one fifteen. Kerry is your guy. You will always find a way to mention Kerry. Keep calm and carry on. Oh, that's good. You just come up with that. I did right before the show. Oh, that's good. That's good. Look forward to that next Tuesday uh, for Dinger Tuesday when you drop his name again. Any homers on Wednesday? Uh, I'm um, sorry, Brendan. I don't know if you heard, but Dinger Tuesday is over. Oh, it is? You yeah. mentioned that, that there was a chance that would be over. Uh, Football season comes get, back and everybody mm-hmm. pretends the other sports don't exist. That's what yep. I'm saying. Uh, quick story on Tukey Tucson. I used to work in minor league baseball. I saw him pitch for the Loe Braves. And the, of course, the Braves got this one right. They moved on from that guy. But the walk thing, I could have told you six years ago, that, or seven years ago, that guy had a walk problem. Um, but the Braves moved off him because the Braves are smart. But of all guys, t- yeah, Tuki Tucson, they were high on him uh, way back when. And the walk rate is still an issue. 44 walks and 59 and a third innings. Not great. So I like it. And Eduardo Rodriguez is on the mound for uh, the Tigers, but no bullpen uh, for tonight. Charlie, hello. It's been a while since I've talked to you here on this uh, podcast. Hope you're well. Um, What's up? You've got a total. You got a total play as well for today. I do. Yes, I know. Last time I filled in for you, the time before that, I believe someone else was filling in for me. But I'm playing the under uh, seven and a half. I believe it is now. I got it at eight at Milwaukee, Philadelphia. If you don't want to lay the seven and a half, more than okay with the first five under four. Uh, Freddie Peralta on the mound for Milwaukee. Zach Wheeler on the mound for Philadelphia. Both pitchers that have been. Lights out in the second half of the season when co- comparing their first to second half. Peralta, this second half, a 2-5 ERA. He's expected batting average right around that 200 mark. And he's in the top 10% of all pitchers in strikeout and whiff rate. We've seen plenty of gems from the right-hander this season. Just absolutely dominant and electric stuff. And then he's drawing a, a, was against a matchup against Zach Wheeler, who right around that three mark is expected ERA. His second half ERA, 2 six, eight. High chase rate, excellent command. These are two of the pitchers that I have looked to buy down the stretch here. I think both of them are going to be incredibly live come playoff time as well. Both in their pods, the splits, Milwaukee at home, Peralta pitches better at home versus Wheeler, who pitches better on the road. Milwaukee also, for what it's worth, 25th against right-handed pitching. This just sets up to be a great matchup. Both pitchers, I don't have any concerns about going deep into the game. I think they're both going to be able to pitch deeper and I think once that happens both back ends of the bullpens are more than an, more than dominant to close the door despite what Kimbrell did the last time against the Angels a couple days ago so I like the under seven and a half also okay with under four over the first five innings here I think we see a lower scoring game between two playoff hopefuls I will, uh, I will say I will say uh, over the first five it's not that bad usually I mean usually around like elite pitchers it's 
It's three and a half, four, and this four is uh, minus 105. So you get some good value. Just one run every inning, minus one, right? <laughs> no, no, I, no, I get, I get it. No, I, I understand the the play. I just, I, I feel like, I hear you. There are three and a half from time to time. It just, you, you don't get, you don't get, this doesn't happen often, I feel like. There is a, there is a, yeah, there, I mean, there's a plus money three and a half out there in the market. So like the, the, the market is, is, has kind of been all over the place with these two, but I know Debundo locked in eight as well last night. It just sets up for a, a lower scoring affair, despite Philly hitting the crap out of the ball the last few uh, weeks. Hey, yeah, you can convince thought? me that these two guys are top fifteen pitchers on current form, uh, and I wouldn't necessarily disagree. And uh, you know, I've been anti Brewers. If you listen to this show and you you follow me in the app or follow my betting, then you know that I've kind of been anti Brewers. But the way that Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta have been pitching down the stretch run here, if they're able to continue that into the playoffs, uh, they are a team that uh, the the proverbial team that no one will want to face but especially you know look at like the Dodgers and then and the Phillies potentially in a short series like uh, they're going to be able to shut down elite offenses because of their bullpen and their and their elite you know front three so you know in a long series the lineup doesn't probably score enough but in a short one they can grind out some close wins because of how well Freddie's been pitching stuff's been way up and missing more bats in the zone as well I so I, I do like the under there too, as well two of the hottest teams going in baseball I mean the Brewers just had their win streak of nine snapped and the Phillies they're getting annoying because this win total is becoming a sweat the under 89 and a half 88 and a half um, they've got to play 500 ball the rest of the way but as DeBundo told me and, and eased my mind uh, despite the fact they finished with the Mets and the Pirates their schedule before then leading up to those three series it's sort of difficult but yeah, the Phillies—they are—they're—they're they're peaking at the time they were last year to make a run all the way to the World Series. Uh, let's find out if we're going to fade the public today. Uh, good series going on between the Dodgers and the Braves, which is possibly—no disrespect to your Phillies, Debundo. This could be the NLCS preview. And uh, tonight, Dodgers are dogs at home, and they're getting 85% of the bets, 79% of the cash. Freed is on the mound for Atlanta, and uh, the Dodgers. Who do the Dodgers send to the mound tonight? Urias. Urias. Urias is on the mound for the uh, the Dodgers. What say you, Debundo, on this one? Do you like Atlanta as a favorite, or are you with the people on the Dodgers? The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? I'm against the people. Uh, I'm okay. going with the Atlanta Braves in the first five innings only at minus 122. Uh, Max Freed has been a little bit up and down since coming back, but the stuff looks right about in line with what his career numbers are. You know, he's never been an overpowering fastball guy. He relies on two really good secondary pitches, the curveball and the slider. Uh, the command has been pretty good since coming back. And so, you know, when you look at the stuff plus and kind of where I project Freed, he's right around where he should be based on past history and, and what we know of him as a pitcher. Julio Arias has actually taken a step back this year, and we've talked about him on this show a little bit. He was typically like a 110 to 115 stuff plus guy. This year, he's been closer to about league average, 100 to 105. Uh, and that step back has manifested itself with more homers allowed, fewer ground balls, inducing less weak, weak contact. Uh, and you have seen some regression from him as a pitcher. And I, I do think that that's real and more uh, sustainable, sust- uh, concerning than what we've seen from Freed, uh, you know, the occasional bad outing. So I do like Atlanta early here. Both teams used most of their high leverage relievers last night. Atlanta used Jimenez. Uh, and they also used uh, Iglesias to close it uh, and Minter, whereas the, you know, the Dodgers were able to keep Phillips off uh, from usage, but they did use um, Vesia and, and Gratterall. So they've mm-hmm. used most of their top arms. 
Uh, and as this game gets into the bullpens, I actually do think it f- swings toward the Dodgers. But this is also an Atlanta lineup that has destroyed left-handed pitching all year. I still think the Dodgers lineup doesn't quite look as good against lefties as righties, and that's been borne out in the numbers uh, over the course of you know a year, you know the last two years or so. So, uh, as elite as they are, and as good as Mookie and Freddie are at the top, uh, I do like the Braves in the first five innings here. Hard to argue with that, considering, well, the Dodgers, too, or these two teams are just juggernauts as it pertains to their offenses early in games. We've talked about this, Zerillo. It bothers Zerillo. It's really bothered him all year. And and not just Zerillo, everybody, about how the Braves just are annoying when you try to bathe them and they score three runs in the first inning. And the Dodgers have been doing that as of late as well. Uh, What say you, Charlie Disturco, about uh, this matchup, a playoff appetizer here, uh, Braves and Dodgers? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of echo similar sentiment to Anthony on the front of Urias and not buying him totally. I mean, when you look at just how he performs as all the metrics across the board, he's kind of around average in just about every single one minus, uh, you know, command and, and his walks. Uh, he is in the bottom uh, 25% around in ground ball rate. So the ball should be kind of flying against a, a Braves lineup that, you know, you know, we keep talking about how much of a juggernaut they are. And I, so I, I, I lean the Braves. I, I like Max Fried. I think that he is the better starting pitcher here. I think that, uh, you know, Urias is overrated in general in the market, though he has been better as of late. So I lean Atlanta. No official play. I may hop aboard with the Mondo over the first five to, you know, take out, take out these bullpens because we saw last night that bullpens can get things mixy. But, yeah, Atlanta is my lean, if any. Okay, so Tabundo's playing Braves first five, and Charlie Lee. Yeah, minus 122 is out there. Okay. By the way, Ronald Acuna, so we, I know this has happened over the last couple of days. We were last on Tuesday. Ronald Acuna at BetMGM, minus 145 to win MVP of the National League. Mookie Betts, minus 110. So Mookie is no longer the favorite. That happened fast. Anyway, yeah, thoughts I, on that? I didn't really agree with Mookie becoming the favorite. Uh, you know, I think that. Of course, if you just pull up the war stats because of uh, Betts' plus defense at more premium positions, you're seeing Betts accumulate more war. Mm-hmm. But uh, the fact that the Braves have been the front runners for so long and Acuna has put up this this historic season, he hit 30 homers, 60 steals last night. Yep. Uh, as good as Mookie has been, I still think Acuna should be the clear favorite, especially if the Braves win this series. If the Dodgers were to have won the series or turned this race and gotten the one seed, then you can see the narrative developing where it's okay. Yeah. Mookie Betts got insane in the, you know, the last two thirds of the season and carried the Dodgers to the one seed over the Atlanta juggernaut. But if Atlanta holds them off, which it looks like they will, they're probably going to give it to Acuna just because he's been the the favorite most of the season. And it's not like he's fallen off. It's just that Betts has caught up in the, in, you know, in the war stats. Mm -hmm. So, is Acuna still playable at minus 145, or is it one of those, is, is the value not there? Given the fact that you guys are fading Urias tonight. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how much one game moves in the MVP market. I mean, last night Acuna hits the grand slam, but then Mookie hits the three-run shot. Right. Uh, you know, they're, they're kind of going tit for tat, which is which has made it for a fun series, and, and both guys definitely know what's at stake here. But uh, I, I'm not going to play more. I mean, I actually do think Acuna is undervalued at minus 140 right now. Uh, so yeah, if you're not invested in the MVP market, I think that, uh, I would bet Acuna. Charlie, how about yourself? Any, any thought on possibly investing in Acuna at minus 145 for MVP or is it, is it too tight with bets kind of creeping up on him? I think it's too tight. I, I think that Mookie is more than live in the way that he's been playing as of late. I, I, I just don't want to get my hands in this race. I had Soto before the season and, uh, that's all but dead or is dead, uh, officially. 
So, yeah, no, I'm not. I, I, I kind of think that, you know, Mookie, we keep seeing him jump up the plus money. And then as soon as he gets plus money, he gets hit right back down to that closer mark of minus toward Acuna. It's interesting. I think that, you know, obviously Anthony has that Acuna ticket, so he's going to be rooting heavy for Acuna down the stretch. But I do think that, you know, maybe he eventually takes it, but it's a lot closer than he thinks at times. Uh, we were talking about it last night, I know, too. Okay. I'm gonna have to start. I'm gonna have to start digging up the voters and and taking a my own straw poll. <laughs> yeah, it's no, getting to no a point. Unless unless DeBundo is coming on here to fade the Padres, which is pretty much all the time. I think the market <laughs> is slightly catching. I, you up. know, I, I didn't bet baseball last night, I, and I was staring at that line for a long time on on Junis plus money against uh, Avila, and uh, and then it was like six zero in the third inning. So yeah, another loss for the Padres. Uh, what are they now? Ten out. They're they're becoming bannable. If that's even a word, I think that's a word. Bannable. They should not be talked about on the podcast unless they're being faded. Well, that's all I do. Juan Soto in the midst of the worst. They're my, they used to be, used to be my team. The San Diego Padres, 62, sixty-two and seventy-three. That's absolutely insane. It's worse. They're for me a bigger disappointment than the Mets, mainly because I had higher expectations for them than the Mets. The Padres sure could use a clean slate. Caldera Lab is our uh, friend here at Action Network and. The clean slate uh, can help turn your skincare around. Caldera Lab uh, is big on first impressions. And the Padres, with this new group entering 2023, they did not make a great first impression. And they really could use an offseason. But your offseason, uh, you don't have to wait till the offseason to turn your skincare around. Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products. And the regimen leads off their product lineup, a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. As I mentioned, I've got the clean slate. Nice product. I've been using Caldera Lab now for the last couple of weeks. The clean slate starts and ends your day. This face wash leaves all skin types refreshed. And here at Action Network, uh, we have a special for you. You can use the code PITCH right now, P-I-T-C-H. Use the promo code PITCH at calderalab.com, and you get 20% off right now. Head to calderalab.com, C-A-L-D-E-R-A lab.com. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply. 
Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Only must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Underdogs for Friday. Who jumps out to you, DeBundo, as a dog that might be playable? Uh, where's my dog? Uh-huh, where's my dog? Well, it's uh, future American League Cy Young Joe Ryan on the mound uh, for the Not Quinn. this year. Well, he, yeah, he, he would have won this year if he didn't get hurt. Uh, because I am now of the belief that Joe Ryan was pitching hurt uh, for part of the season and, and when he got absolutely destroyed repeatedly. Uh, and if you look at the numbers, it's kind of backed up. You know, we had talked about Ryan at the beginning of the year and said he has three pitches with, with a 110 stuff plus or better. Then uh, as the season progressed, he lost ride on that fastball. I think the first start where I was like, okay, what's going on here? I bet him against it, the the Braves, and he gave up four homers in the first two innings. Uh, and the fastball did not have much ride on it, and the splitter lost drop. Well, uh, that was evident in the profile. And, and now, you know, Ryan went on the injured list after giving up seven runs to St. Louis. He came back, and in his last start against Texas, uh, he had two extra inches of horizontal break on the fastball, another inch of vertical break. Uh, the splitter, three three inches uh, of vertical break compared to yearly average. Uh, and the spin rates on all of his pitches were up, including the sweeper. So Ryan looked rejuvenated from that time off and, and looked healthy again. And so I think the market is actually short on him. Here we go again, Joe Ryan bets, uh, because of the market pricing and you know, those awful starts that he had. Whereas I think that was clearly the result of injury and in that he's undervalued now at plus 135 at BetMGM against Texas and Max Scherzer. Mm-hmm. Any well, any thoughts on Scherzer? Where is is there a possible angle on fading Scherzer while backing Ryan? I, th- I think Scherzer's been fine. You know, you look at his underlying profile. Like, yes, the strikeout rate is not what it was, and the fastball velocity is not what it was. But I think the markets like accurately downgraded him. I don't think this is necessarily a fade against Scherzer. This is more of a bet on Ryan, saying that the the Joe Ryan we saw for a month who couldn't get anybody out and kept giving up homers is uh you know the home run problem will still exist. I think but it won't be to the level that we saw for that one month when he ran really bad and was clearly hurt. 
Charlie, underdog for Friday. You're backing your your hometown Yankees. They're they're they're, they're kind now of, the it's the Tigers. I get that, but they're starting a little. There's a little life here in the Yankees since Aaron Boone uh, just can't seem to get this team just, act together. You just call it my, my hometown Yankees, not not the Mets. What are, we, what are we doing here, Brendan? Oh, sorry. What I, I is there any Yankee fan that Charlie's works hometown company? Padres? Uh, hopefully not. No, I, I I do think the Yankees have some life here uh, against the Astros. Well, what's more overpriced than everything the Astros, anything in the Astros in the open market right now. They're on that win streak. They're red hot. And the Yankees are the talk of the town as far as being a disaster. And so I'm not going to sit here and defend Carlos Rodon. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, the Yankees are going to dominate this game. But I do think that there's value on them. And this plus 170 number is pretty outrageous. And there's a ton of value on backing the Bronx Bombers here. They're calling up all their prospects. They're going to be playing a super young lineup. And I think that kind of gives the team life more so than anything, especially, you know, in a lost season where, you know, veterans can kind of get down on themselves. And, and really, you could see, like, even with the Mets, like, the, just the, the life is gone from most of their veterans, not like a guy like DJ Stewart who's playing for jobs. Now these young guys are coming up, pairing around Aaron Judge. I think that they're undervalued here. Radon, as bad as he's been over the last 30 days, he does have 119 stuff plus and a 99 uh, 99 location plus so he's right around a, a slightly above average pitcher over the last month even though the results haven't fully showed the last couple starts he's been solid and then verlander you look at verlander compared to verdone over the last 30 days he has a worse stuff plus a 108 and then a slightly better location plus 104 but verlander also a negative regression candidate or has been i guess a bit fortunate this season and last we were fading him toward the end of last year this year he has a 3-5 expected ERA, a 4-6 XFIP. So there's some regression to be had for him. He has a 36.5 ground ball rate, but his home run to fly ball rate is only 7%. So he's getting the ball in the air. He's just not getting bit by the long ball. His strikeout's down you know, about 7% to his career average. His walks are up. He's not getting as many swings and misses. So I think that there presents some value here on the Yankees. I think they're more than live. Verlander, as good as he's been, you know, since joining the Astros, there's opportunity to fade him here. He's been pretty untouchable in the second half. But at plus 170, I think that this is a perfect time to fade Verlander in a letdown spot with the red-hot Astros facing a young Yankees team that will have Dominguez and Wells in the lineup on Friday night. Certainly, Josh Donaldson, gone. Harrison Bader, gone. Yeah, pretty weird week for the Yankees. But, yeah, I mean – Debunda, I don't, I'm not sure you were there. No, it was Tanner. Tanner McGrath filled in for you Tuesday. Zarillo said this on Tuesday. The Yankees, it's looking like the Yankees are going to be the only team in the American League East not to cash their win total over this year. Hmm. Well, you know, injuries and, and in a very old veteran roster, uh, there's a lot of risk in that. We've seen that with the Yankees and the Mets, and here we are. They're in last place, five, four games under. They yeah. might they might get to 500, but I, I wouldn't bet on it. Okay. All right, final bets before we go. I knew when we led the show with the fact that there's a doubleheader, Cubs-Reds. I figured, well, wait a minute. The Cubs aren't home. We don't get the Cubs uh, Cubs system play today at Wrigley. But, of course, DeBundo uh, is coming back on the Cubs. Game one of the doubleheader. As I said off the top, it's a 1-10 first pitch. Why the Cubs, DeBundo, in that first game? And I have a one more for the road. Going against Graham Ashcraft, which is a little bit sacrilegious. Uh, yeah, me. it is. Uh, as a stuffed person, uh, I love Ashcraft and, and do think that the strikeouts will come. But 
uh, you know, it's going to take some kind of a new pitch or, or a tweak in the arsenal to get more strikeouts, I think, because the swinging strike rate is not great. It's below league average. Uh, and as good as the cutter slider are, he is not getting enough whiffs to uh, to warrant, you know, the the stuff for, to, to line up with the stuff that we've seen. Now, the question is, because he's not getting a lot of strikeouts, that puts a lot more pressure on the defense. And there is a huge, huge, huge defensive edge for the Cubs in this game because with the infield that they're playing, the lineup is out for game one. Bellinger at first, Herner at second, Magical at third, Swanson at short. That is the best defensive infield in baseball by a pretty wide margin when you look at outs above average. All four of those guys rate well, well above average in the top 30, 40 defenders in the whole league. Uh, Talkman's fine in center as well. Suzuki's plus and right. So the Cubs with with Wicks on the mound are going to you know allow balls in play to this Reds lineup. Uh, and the Reds with Ashcraft are going to have a lot of balls in play uh, against this, uh, you know, Cub defense. But the Reds defense projects well below league average. De La Cruz has been a plus at short uh, or slash third when he's played there. But the rest of this infield has not been up to snuff. Uh, and I think there's some real question marks about uh, how good they're going to be defensively. They've been, And that's one of the main reasons Ashcraft has had his blowups. So mm-hmm. I, I think you have a huge defensive edge for the Cubs here. Huge lineup edge, too. You know, we haven't talked about the Reds enough uh, in the last month of the season. They are a bottom five offense, and they are second highest strikeout rate behind only Colorado. Is a lineup full of youngsters, uh, and they're, they're battling injuries right now. Jake Fraley and Joey Votto both being out are two, you know, kind of established veteran type hitters that have, you know, given them a, a higher floor. They're rolling out a really ton of young guys, and, and it has started to show its warts, I think, in the last couple of months. Uh, and you're seeing that in the results too, with the Reds, you know, barely hanging on uh, to to their wild card race spot. So I, I do like the Cubs here, better offense and a better defense, especially better bullpen. So even if I like Ashcraft a little more than Wicks, I mean Wicks' stuff numbers are pretty bad. Uh, he did have an excellent debut, but I don't really buy that necessarily. I just think that the other advantages besides starter are, are enough for the Cubs to not be a coin flip here. So go Cubs, go. We are three games out of Milwaukee. It's going to be very tight. Probably come down to the last weekend where the Cubs go to Milwaukee for three games. It could be a fun series. No no temptation to go run line? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't really play a ton of run lines. I would, I would certainly – Well, um, it's the Cubs. That's why I'm asking. It's well, the they're, they're, not, they're not in Wrigley with the wind blowing out <laughs> on right, one day right. in, in the summer. So, unfortunately, just a money line for me, minus 112 out there. Okay. All right, Charlie, triple sevens. Are you going to give one or all of them? I'm going to give one out right now, and then the last two, you'll have to look at the article. I'm still kind of finalizing who I'm uh, getting down to. But I will say, Reds, this is the make-or-break weekend for them. I was close on pulling the trigger on their money line in game one, but saw Anthony on the other side, so did not do it. But I love myself some Graham Ashcraft. I am going for my triple seven on the show Vlad Guerrero Jr., plus 310 today. Uh, Blue Jays are playing the Rockies at Coors Field, so it's a hitter's paradise. And another hitter's paradise is on the mound, and that's Chris Flexen, once an Action Network darling. Now a fade candidate does not strike out batters, gives up you know decent hard-hit balls, expected batting averages in the bottom 5% of all pitchers with a 290, and is expected slugging near 500. So when you look at... Flexen in 15 innings, he's given up four home runs in Coors Field. You look at his game logs, he has a history of giving up a lot of home runs over the past month, six in uh, five games. And then Vlad Guerrero Jr., you look at his rolling graphs, we've seen you know promising turnarounds as far as 
fly ball rate, hard hit rate. He's one of those guys that's kind of been an enigma this season with like only 20 home runs, yet he should be a little bit higher, I feel like, it, it, based on just his barrel rate, expected slugging, all the ranks, exit velocity, all come in around that uh, you know top 5 to 10% of all hitters in baseball. So plus 310 at Coors Field I think is great value on Vladdy. And then I'll have two more coming roughly within around 1 o'clock Eastern, depending on when I finish. All right. Check the action app for that. Also the article action network.com. Where's, where's the reds hat. Is it missing? Uh, it's, 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 it's hiding after the last couple series against the D backs and the giants. Um, I, uh, we'll bring it back out if they can win the series against the Cubs. And I will say we did on Wednesday when two, well, Sean Murphy sat triple sevens did quote unquote sweep with two. So it was a 13 to one payout, which was nice. Uh, Charlie's hiding his Reds hat right next to Ellie De La Cruz's hits in the second half of the season. Nah. He doesn't shut the hell up about it, about the amount of times Ellie De La Cruz strikes out or hits in our group chats, and I'm, I'm sick of it. I, I and this weekend when the, when the Reds sweep the Cubs, I'll be the one laughing when Ellie hits four home runs in four it's games. It's not just Charlie. Like, all of baseball decided he was like, the greatest thing that's ever happened to the sport, and he's uh, hitting 244 with a 297 OVP <laughs> this year. Uh, and like he's going to be great, but not this minute, so. Well, next year, maybe I'll have to buy the post-hype Delhi De La Cruz breakout. I'll, I'll be in on Delhi, Delhi next year, maybe. You two can take this offline, and uh, we can <laughs> send people off uh, on their holiday weekends here. Thanks for tuning in to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast for DeBundo and Disturco, Brendan Glasheen, saying goodbye. Have a great weekend. This year. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.